Welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. Chatting here again with uh, Steven Sosa. We're going to be going over something that I am not good at. We're going to be talking about 1960s basketball, specifically our top five players from the 60s. Steven, why why do you even want to do this? This is like the most boring generation of basketball. <laughs> I Well, uh, we, we talked about this before we started this. How uh, we're going to do the different decades in different episodes. And uh, so why not start with the 60s? Um, yeah. I, I know something about it, you know. So um, I, that's why I'm doing it. I, I'm just a nerd who does <laughs> this kind of stuff for fun. So. Yeah, and I think in the whole scheme of things, it doesn't, although I guess we could have done basketball players from the 50s, like in the scheme of things with what we're planning on doing, this is going to be a series. We'll do the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and then the 2010s. Uh, so uh-huh. that's six six decades that we have right there. And it just doesn't, it does feel like the 60s are the beginning of the explosion of the NBA uh, I mean, yeah. obviously, in the 70s, you have the ABA and the NBA merger that ends up happening. So the 60s mm-hmm. is when all of the like the capitalism happens before they all all the basketball leagues come and become one. Yeah. Um, uh, the 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 60s was actually a fun era, though. Um, the, it was one of the highest scoring eras in NBA history. Um, it or one of the more high scoring eras in NBA history. Um, and uh, when I really looked into it, cause I've done this before gone through the decades and thought about my starting five for each decade. Um, uh, like I I've read about the sixties and stuff in the NBA and uh, it's like, they, they scored a lot of points. They got up and down. The, the 60s was the era where uh, Oscar Robertson averaged a triple-double, where Wilt scored 100, you know. So um, it's a fun era. Yeah, well, there's two of my five. <laughs> like, honestly, like that's like what was so weird. And hopefully this doesn't come across as insensitive or anything like that. But as I've been looking at like some of the players that played in the sixties or just like it has only confirmed my belief that if you take some, the people directly from the sixties and put them into today's game, they would fail. Most of them would fail miserably. Most granted, of them. Yeah. Granted, I know uh, that they could probably like, so for example, if Jerry West would have been born in uh, 1985 or 1989, as opposed to being born in like the 40s or 50s or whatever he was born right he probably would have like tried to figure it out and be good but this is going to sound extremely racist so i just want to apologize if you have what? this many white people being successful it probably means that the it probably means that the league was a little bit diluted because i'm seeing like well, J- jerry west well, at 6-2 bob pettit at 6-9 bob Cousy at 6-1 like all of these people who are relatively famous i don't think they would be that good in today's game, like at all. I, I think, I think, uh, something like what you said, uh, before, um, I, I think, first off, I think it's fair to say that 
since there weren't very many black players in the league in the, in the sixties, you know, that, um, that the league was diluted, but because to me, you don't have, uh, it's not all the best players. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, if you know, so, um, um, Anyway, I, I've, I've thought about that, too, you know, since it was, you know, I, anyway. I'm, I'm so, honestly going to, I'm honestly going to struggle getting five people. Uh, but like, you've already, like I said, you've already mentioned, like, I think you've mentioned all except for one person that uh-huh. I would include. But um, let's just start with Big O. I think that's the. That's that's a place that I we're, we're going to be in agreement on. I'm pretty well, confident. Well, there's in. a few different players we can mention. You know, for for in these different decades, there there's like a few great players that you can mention at different positions. You know, so oh, absolutely. Like, because I'll just I'll, I'll just give you my five right now, and I'm curious to see what your reaction is. Oscar Roberts, Robertson, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, and Willis Reed. Wow. Um, that's, that's a really good one. Um, that's, that's really good. Um, yep. All right. Well, uh, next time that we have something on, you want to talk about, we hope just kidding. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> um, so there's no I, debate. I, like, I, I thought we'd go over some of the like background of the players a little bit. Oh yeah, bit. we will. But I just wanted to give you my five just to see, are there any, where are the the differences between your five and my five, if any? Okay, I didn't have Willis Reed in my five, but, but you had the other four. But I had, I had. Well, let's see. Uh, at point guard, I think you got to have Oscar Robertson, um, and then at the two, I have Jerry West. At the three. Uh, Elgin Baylor at the four, uh, Bob Pettit, um, at the five, I have, it's a tie between Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain, you know? Well, why don't you just put like Bill, Bill Russell, six ten? just put him at power forward and Wilt at the center position. Get rid of well, Bob Pettit. Get, get Pettit out of here. <laughs> well, I want to include Pettit because... Pettit was a great player at that time, you know? Yeah. So I, I at least want to mention the guy, you know? Yeah. And he played but, in the sixties, he played five years. So he, he retired in 1964. So that's a pretty significant amount of the decade. Um, there yeah. were some other people like George Mikan, who also technically played in the sixties, but honestly, that was watched, the tail end of his career though. Yeah. And like even like watching him play, it doesn't seem like he was that. He also did not seem like he was that great. So I don't think I could throw him into the '60s mix, let alone even consider him like one of the greatest of all time. I don't. I feel like I'm talking blasphemies right right now. So just to yeah. rein me in whenever whatever you think I'm going crazy. Yeah, yeah. Had a um, really high high per shooting percentage, and uh, and points per minute is pretty good too. Yeah. Well, I, I honestly think like Mike was great for his time. 
Bill Russell was great for his time. You know, um, there, there are certain players that are great for their time. And then there are other players that transcend eras that I believe could play in just about any era, you know? And so Bill Russell and like Bob Pettit and uh, George Mikan, those guys were great for their time. Guzzi was great for his time. But when you get a guard that like only dribbled with one hand, you know, basically it's like, that would be so easy to defend that guy now, you know? And it's like like they say, whenever somebody wins a championship that people think was too easy for them to win. I played who was in front of me. Like you can only play against who, who you can play against. So as you're saying, I'm sure there's other great talents out there that just never made it into the NBA. And that's not Mm -hmm. Oscar Robertson's fault. That's not Bill Russell. That's not Bob Pettit's fault. It's, there's a, you can only play against whoever want whoever signs up to play. Right. And I've said this before, there's no hot tub time machine. We can't go back and, and, or, or we can't use the time machine and, and figure out, you know, who was really better than who by, you know, put Jordan in the seventies or what we can't do that. And I'm not sure so, you'd want to share a hot tub with Will Chamberlain. <laughs> <laughs> well, how Chamberlain would have uh 50 women in there with him. Yeah, so they're probably there I, I you're right. There would uh, there wouldn't be room for us in the hot in a hot tub time machine with Wilt Chamberlain. There'd be way too many people. Yeah. Um anyway, um uh, uh I just uh would like to talk a little bit about uh some of the some of the things these players did. So, uh, um, can we yeah, go, go into ahead, that yeah, or? Go for it. Okay, so um, uh, Oscar Robertson uh, is one of the most impressive players of the '60s. Obviously, um, I maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think it was '62, six. Um, when when uh, Oscar Robertson averaged a triple double, it looks like nineteen sixty one. Sixty one. Okay. Yeah. So, Holy, so a thirty what? point triple double. I didn't know that. Yeah, that he averaged thirty point eight, and then twelve point five rebounds and eleven point four assists. Holy moly! Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, um, uh, and if you average out the first five years of his career, if you average out the numbers for the first five years of his career, it averages out to a triple double. Yeah. It looks like it. Holy cow. And his, was, his career were, is almost like 7.5 rebounds, 9.5 assists and 25 points. Like that's a, that's an amazing stat line. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he um he when he averaged a triple double he didn't know that he was doing it see that's the thing with russell westbrook compared to him that like what russell westbrook did is really impressive and westbrook's a great player but westbrook is is out there and you know knowing that 
he knew that like he was trying to average a triple double. Yeah, he's part know? of the 2K generation where when you play a game, you're trying to get whatever player you create as many stats as possible. Yeah. You're very but, aware of that. Right. Well, I mean, I still think that, you know, he's a great player and everything. But to me, uh, uh, Oscar Robertson will always be the triple double king because apparently he didn't know uh, that he was averaging a triple double when he did it. Wait, Stephen, do you mean he didn't know just because they weren't recording the stats then, or like he just wasn't a stats guy? He didn't look at what his stats were. I know they didn't record blocks and steals for most of the yeah. 60s, but it seems like they were taking down numbers on assists and whatnot. Right. But uh, no, I mean that he wasn't aware uh, because. Uh, you mean like in the they, game? Like, it's not like in the game, he's like, hey, I think I have nine rebounds right now. I'm going to go for that. Right, because he was just playing. He was just playing, you know, and and not thinking about I got to get 10 assists. I got to get. No, he was just playing. You know, and like probably that I know that this was for the Rochester Royals, but easily the greatest king of all time. If like you follow the entire franchise's like bloodline back to their time there. Oh, right. If you, if you're talking about the whole history of the franchise, then it's Oscar. Yeah. And then but, I don't even like, then Chris Weber after that, like, but like, yeah, that's a Oscar far and then, distance between Oscar Robinson and, and, and Chris Weber. I think it goes Oscar, Chris Weber. Well, the, the Kings haven't had that successful of a history. And then Mitch Richmond so, or Peja. <laughs> well, Mitch Richmond. Yeah is what I was going to say next. Um, but uh, I, I think it's in that order. I think it's Oscar Robertson, Chris Weber, and then uh, uh, Mitch Richmond. But, and I used to think it was Chris Weber, but, and that was until, you know, Your I found out opened. about Oscar. Yeah, that obviously he went from the Kings to the Bucks, where he finally got his championship playing with Kareem. So he had his mm-hmm. one ring, so he he made sure that he got that. Yeah, uh, and and you know, uh, I I have heard uh, Kareem talk about Oscar Robertson, and he be, he says like. Uh, Oscar Robertson doesn't get his due, basically. You know that that Oscar Robertson was really, really good. You know. Yeah. Well, I I think it'll be good to move on to to our next player because there's not a whole lot of debate around Oscar between you and I. I think we're very much on the same page there. So I want to go to another one that we also had. Uh, or maybe you want to know what we should hold Bill Russell to the end. Cause I think that's like way too obvious, but um, yeah, Bill Elgin, Russell is like, okay. But Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor. Okay. So now I, I heard a story in a book I read about Elgin Baylor being in the military. And uh, I think he was in like, the U.S. Army or something like that. Oh, my gosh. He died today. Today? Oh, my. Uh, if if Wikipedia is to be believed, it says March 22nd, 2021. 
Are you serious? Wow. Breaking news. Yeah, he died today. Holy hey, cow. we're paying we're we're paying homage to the guy. Okay, man, I'm glad that <laughs> I'm glad I had him on my list. <laughs> well, I'm glad, glad I had him on my list on and didn't list. start disparaging him. Oh, there, there's gotta he's gotta be on this list. You know, he really does. Um, he's the only only one on my list, by the way, who did not win an NBA championship. Yeah. But how many how many NBA finals was he in? You know, it's a great question. And he scored what seventy seven points in a game, one time. Yeah, he went to it looks like eight NBA finals. Holy can- cannoli, man! Yeah, it's a lot. Um, he and Jerry West went to a bunch of finals together. You know. So I assume that he retired, and then that's when Jerry West finally won. Whenever what, yeah, Wilt came uh, over, that was he retired in the middle of the season. Uh, that Jerry West won his first championship. Man, could you imagine if Chamberlain would have come over to the Lakers just a few years earlier? You would have had West, Baylor, and Chamberlain playing together? Well, uh, if I remember right, Chamberlain came to the Lakers in 69. Oh, so they, they had one year together, it looks like then. Yeah, so... Um, I, if I remember right, he, he, it was 69 when he went to the Lakers the year before the 68, 69 season. Oh, so we did have a couple uh, seasons with them all together. It looks like, Oh, this is what happened. So Willis or Elgin Baylor, uh, they really only played in the 68 season together. Yeah. And then 69 Wilt and Elgin Baylor were both injured. It looks like, and then after that, Elgin Baylor's career was over. Oh, I so didn't they, realize that Will got injured in '69. In '69, he only played 12 games. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I didn't realize. But uh, uh, that makes that makes uh, Bill Russell's uh, last championship a little bit less impressive to me. But <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, I didn't know that, but it looks like, but if these are like insane numbers for Elgin Baylor, always above 34.8 in 1960, 38.2 in 61, 34 in 62. Dang. Yeah. He was damn my brother and his rebounding getting pulling down 16, 19, 18, Uh, one year, I think. No, he, there was one year he had 19.8. 19.8. And like yeah, just to, just like, so everyone listening knows, Elgin Baylor was six foot five going against some of those tall people like that we're just mentioning, Wilt, Russell, all these guys who are taller than him, and he's just going up and boarding. There's only a few seasons he didn't have uh, double-digit rebounds. Good for, they good say for you, Elgin that, Baylor. They say that Elgin was Jordan before Jordan, really, the way that he played. Jordan couldn't rebound like Elgin Baylor. <laughs> yeah, Jordan could rebound though, you know. Um, so, uh, but they they I hear a lot of the the older people they say he was like the way that he played was was like getting a glimpse of you know Jordan, you know. 
Awesome. I don't know anything anything else that you want to say about Elgin before we switch over to Wilt. Uh, I can't think of anything else. Oh, I was going to say he was in the. I, I was going to share a story about Elgin. He was he was in the military, and I think it was the army, but I'm not sure. Uh, during one of his seasons, and I can't remember which one it was, but he had one of the best seasons of his career uh, while while serving in the military and playing in the NBA. Oh, I wish they would so, just tell me like when he was, I'm like looking up his Wikipedia and it does not have specifically what he was service. in. Yeah. That's good for him. Wait. And this would have been like during, during, during like the Vietnam potentially. Right. It doesn't look like he actually fought um, in Vietnam I'm not, though. I'm not sure, but uh but yeah i heard i heard in the book of basketball bill simmons book um he 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 talks about how uh uh elgin baylor was moonlighting right as a as a an nba player and was still one of the best players in the league man good for good for him that's uh it's impressive yeah um so yeah uh that's what i got for elgin i guess yeah well rest in peace elgin baylor uh, died today at the age of i think was 88 man rest in peace elgin baylor he died of old age so man, yeah he had a good life had a good life yeah um 86 uh yeah. Yeah. Uh, moving on to someone who is also no longer with us. Uh, Wilt Chamberlain died in 1999 at the age of 63. That's crazy. Yeah. That's, that's a little young, you know, I think, but yeah, it's all that partying, man. He was having a good time enjoying his, yeah. Enjoying all of the, the fun. I mean, obviously I think Wilt Chamberlain is not that hard for me to say why he belongs in the 1960s conversation, like his stats, right? Will you, never, you can't, will you not can't be touched. Not, yeah, you can't not put him uh, in, in a discussion about the 60s. Well, you nobody's going to, to get his points per game average for a season, like that 50.4. No yeah, one's ever going to get that. That's never going to happen again. And then 27.2 rebounds per game. I highly doubt that will ever happen again. I thought when he averaged 50, he averaged 25 rebounds. He did. He did. But like his, his, uh, his high for rebounds was 1960. He had 27.2. Uh-huh. And then when he averaged 50, that was 1961. Yeah. Um, and he averaged uh, 25 rebounds a game. Yeah. That is nuts. Like that is so crazy the, to average 50 and average 25 rebounds. Like average 25 boards that's nuts you know percentage is bonkers too man that's why in the first episode i talked about how wilt broke the video game that's what i'm talking about like i guess he didn't play that much but like his last season with the lakers in the 70s he um he got 72.7 percent for his field goal percentage that's insane yeah, his his points totals were not that great, but that's an insane number to have. Like, who he he probably has that record then too, right? Like, I just I can't I can't even think. Like, Shaq in his heyday was like in the sixties. 
And for what? For what? For field goal percentage. Oh, um, you know, I don't know what the record is. I think but... it's got to be Wilt. Like just looking at these numbers, it's got to be. It's got to be Wilt because yeah, Shaq's best ever was sixty six percent, and like during his heyday, he was around like that upper 50, 58% field goal percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, Wilt was a bad man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Why didn't um, he win championships? Like, obviously, he, he won, won two, two. But, like, why didn't uh, he win? Like, why couldn't he be- beat Bill Russell more? Like, Russell with 11, like, obviously, the, him I, and Sam Jones have the most. I, uh, I think that uh, the reason is because Will wasn't that much of a team player, you know. Um, he he, from everything that I've read about him and and the documentaries I've seen where I've heard about him and everything, um, and I've you know read a few books uh, that talk about him. Um, he um, he wasn't that much of a team player. He was, and I think that kind of made him less successful, but a player as good as him, he's going to be successful. You know, even if he didn't really, the crazy thing is like, he didn't win as much as he should have, but like he's, he's arguably the most dominant player in NBA history. It's either him or Shaq, you know, or Shaq. I agree. Yeah. And, uh, uh, like I just he he kind of he did it his way, you know, like the like, like Frank the, Sinatra, like the Frank Sinatra song. He did it his way, and his way was having fun. You know, everything was about him on the court, and you know, uh, but I got to give him credit in the nineteen seventy one seventy two season, he averaged. 15 points and 19 rebounds a game, if I remember right. Mm-hmm. And he won a championship, you know, scoring less. So, I mean, he was also at the end of his career. So I, I think at some point you have to be realistic. Right. Like, All right. There's only so much I can do at this point. Uh, he right. is pro- he's probably the person that I've uh, of our, of the sixties people that we're talking about that I've seen the most interviews of and the conversations that he's had with other people, he seems like a miserable person. Like uh, what I mean by miserable, like uh, he doesn't seem like someone who would be fun to hang out with. He seems no, super he, hyper competitive and like just a total douchebag. No, he was everything. Like he would blame losses on his teammates and, you know, he would, he's, he was always doing stuff like that, you know, where, he he was kind of a, a um just i don't know like you said like kind of a jerk you know and like he had such a disdain for which is true he's kind of like the Shaq and Barkley he had such a disdain for the modern nba too like he would talk so much crap on jordan and which i never he did understood. he did he totally did and um uh Kareem Abdul-Jabbar talked about in his book Kareem which I've read three times right uh it's about his last season in the NBA which was 88 89 right and 
he goes through, Kareem goes through an entire, uh, uh, that entire season and talks about the games and everything he's doing in between. It's a great book. But uh, uh, he talks about Wilt Chamberlain and basically he had some uh, harsh things to say about him, you know. Um, But he acknowledged that, like, Wilt Chamberlain is one of the best players ever. He just, you know... Uh, there was some comment that Wilt made that he didn't appreciate. And surprise uh, me. Wilt, just based on the interviews I saw, he said things about people that I don't appreciate. It's like, all right, yeah. calm down, old man, is all I could think as he was talking to Conan O'Brien. It was like, you're not that cool. Stop, stop, stop. Yeah. He, uh, um, he, Wilt had a huge ego. Like, Everything about Will was larger than life, you know, uh, including his ego. So I think that's why he was the way he was. Yeah. Well, I think this uh, goes. I we can discuss um, really whoever you want. We only have one more that we agreed on, but of of our list, we haven't talked about Jerry West, Bob Pettit. I was going to say Reed. we got to talk. We got we got to talk about Jerry West. Now, I don't know that much about Willis Reed outside of his Knicks years in the 70s. That's all you need to know. I mean, that's all you really need to know. <laughs> yeah. I know this is a I know this is a 60s thing, but like uh he got his two rings. Um at most of his time was spent in the 60s that he was playing, but he won a few of those championships early on in the 70s, I believe. Yeah, 70 and 73. Yeah, that's correct. Um, but I don't know, like, I didn't, it sucks when, like, you only play for, like, a couple seasons in, like, a decade. So I was trying my hardest to keep it to, like, all right, you had to pay, play the majority of your career in the 60s. So that's why I went through Willis, Willis Reed. But most of his uh, championship success did come in the 70s. Yeah. Um, I don't well, think I have a whole lot to you- say about Willis Reed anyways, besides the... Him coming back onto the court, obviously one of the most famous moments in NBA history. And I think that's something yeah. that, that needs to be remembered. And something that, that's cool and everything. But, uh, uh, you know, he came on, he made his first two shots uh, and and everybody lost their minds. But something that doesn't get talked about a lot about that game was that. Uh, Walt Frazier uh, got like 32 points and 19 assists in that game. So they won the game and Willis Reed made his first two shots. But, but you know, it was really Walt Frazier that stole the show, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I don't think I have too much else to say about Willis Reed. Just that if I was going to... And I was trying to, maybe I should have thought more of this in the sense of like for their time, as opposed to, I feel like Willis Reed would have been extremely successful in today's NBA. So that's why I took him over, uh, not Koozie, over Pettit and Jerry West. Cause I don't, Jerry West at 6'2, I just don't see him being near as great as he was during the 60s and 70s. I don't think he would be a two guard today. I think Jerry West would be a point. Yeah. 
but and so Jerry West, I mean, the logo, I think it's crazy. It's crazy to me that he is the logo. Is that weird yeah. to anybody else? Like he's not it, even in my, like, you know, have we been talking about magic Johnson? Like I, he's not Jerry West probably isn't in my top 50 players at this point. If I were like, I would have to go through all the players, but he how, probably is, isn't. He probably isn't in mind. If we're talking about who are the best players really of all time, He's probably not in my top 50, but uh, he was a great player uh, in the 60s and 70s. Um, and I think uh, if if he played, if he if he came up today, basically, and, you know, uh, that, like you said, I think he would adjust to how the game is played now. And I think he would be a great player in the NBA right now. Do you, you really know, think he'd be a great player or do you think he would be a nice complimentary player to a team? I, I think he would be a great player. Um, uh, I just, um, I think he would adjust his game a little bit. He may shoot more three point shots, you know, um, and, and defensively he'd have to adjust, but um, I think he'd be a great player. I don't know if he'd be like eight finals appearances great, but you know. I mean, depending like that's why I say he'd be a good complimentary player somewhere because I think he could get to that many championships. It's just he's not going to he's gonna have to be like your third fourth option. If like for whatever reason, Kyle Corver. I, I know that they're totally different players, but I feel like yeah. he'd be more like a Kyle Corver type who's jacking up threes but the only difference would be he'd be handling the ball a little bit more than kyle corver does see because uh, i think of him more like uh like a john stockton uh, huh sorry go what, what i just said more like a john stockton oh i was gonna say either john stockton or steve nash so yeah i could see that so um you know either he'd uh, he could be like one of those two guys and th- those two guys like Stockton was what six feet, you know? So, um, I West, I think could play in today's era, you know, if he was, if he was in his prime and everything. Yeah. John Stockton's I, six I be- one. I, I believe in Jerry West. That's all. Yeah. But like, Cause John Stockton's like another one of those players who are just like, I don't think he'd be that good in today's <laughs> today's NBA. If you just look at somebody uh, like trying to, Oh, I disagree it. with that, dude. Do you uh, think he'd be good at three point shooting? Like he, one of yes. the things that was good about John Stockton was his ability to play dirty, which he wouldn't be able to do and use to it as advantage as much anymore. Right. Maybe he would be good at three point shooting. And like, obviously his passing was amazing, but they just, I, I kind of agree with Bill Simmons when he talks about Carl uh, Malone, where it's just like, oh, yep, you guys were amazing. <laughs> I guess they came within a few games of winning an NBA title, but you guys just had this amazing thing that nobody really cared to stop during during the regular season, and then everyone kind of figured you guys out during the playoffs. Yeah. Um, uh, but I guess also- we're not really talking about 90s players right now. <laughs> Right. Well, we, we, because, because we were talking about Jerry West yeah. and then we compared him to, you know, some other players and that's how that happened. But, um, but I think, 
Uh, Jerry West could play now. I think John Stockton could definitely play in today's league. Remember, he he retired in 2003, and he was one of the best point guards in the league in 2003. So, yeah, and I think he still has the all-time assist record. He does. Stockton does. He does, and uh, he's all-time leader in steals, too. The guy will get four or five steals a game, you know? Man, and he's 3,000 ahead of the next. Sorry, I guess uh, just a quick little tangent there. Uh, but yeah, Jerry, uh, Jerry West, I don't, I don't know. I, uh, I, I feel I, oh, underwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I believe in what Jerry West could do. And I think Jerry West would do just fine. And if he played in his prime in today's league and, you know, usually you don't say that about sixties players, but I believe that about Jerry West. And I believe that about Wilt, they both would be great. I don't think Wilt would average 50 in today's league, but you know, I think he would be one of the best players in the league. Yeah. And that's, it's always the hard thing. I do think every single one of these people that we're talking about would figure out a way to play in today's league, like Wilt being an example of that. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's like you said, hot tub time machine. We just don't know what we don't know. Yeah. For anything that you want to say about Bob Pettit before we go to the creme de la creme. Uh, I want to say that, uh, Bob Pettit, um, he, uh, oh, let's see. What can I say about I Bob mean, Pettit? He is almost perfectly split, uh, fifties and sixties. Like he was one he of the first, he was one of the first dominant big guys that could shoot. So yeah, six foot nine, like nothing there's nothing outstanding that i see for bob pettit he did win a championship so congratulations uh, didn't he average like 20 rebounds one year he did yes he did yeah he averaged 27 and 20 for the hawks in 1960 yeah and uh he beat bill russell in one finals Ooh, that's a nice little that's a nice little uh, feather in the cap to have yeah, because nobody so, um, beat Bill Russell except for Bill Russell. Yeah, um, uh, not very many people beat Bill Russell in the in the finals in the '60s. So, you know, that's pretty impressive. And um, talking about Bill Russell, the thing that I, the way that I measure greatness is mm-hmm. the number of people that you stymied from getting an NBA championship. The reason I like Michael Jordan as much as I do is the list of people who were unable to win an NBA championship because he was in their way multiple times. I feel similar about Bill Russell. Like he won 11. I um, I love Michael. I love Michael because he transcends eras. So to me, he could play in any era and he would just kick butt, you know? I, I hope someday that they're able to do that. But Bill Russell, man, 11 rings. It's so crazy to me, too. An oft forgotten thing that he was coaching for like two or three of those championships. Uh, two, I think. Yeah, Gosh, that's so insane. That's so yeah. insane to me. He was a player coach. And uh, the way I heard it from uh, 
from oh, here's another guy we should mention from the 60s, John Havlicek. Uh Havlicek stole the ball. Even though he didn't steal it, it was a deflection, but yeah. <laughs> uh but he uh Havlicek uh was actually a great athlete who um was born with lungs that were uh, larger than uh, than normal than larger than normal lungs. He was born with like mutant lungs, right? And because of that, he had amazing stamina, and he would just run people ragged. He's one of the best players moving without the ball ever. But Stephen, do you know what the most important fact about John Havlicek is? What he has beautiful shoulders. Oh, uh, there we uh, here we go again. Oh my gosh, I'm so glad that you said this because everyone else, like you know how we've talked about this before, like everyone has those like those like lanky, scrawny bodies. He has a lanky, yeah. scrawny body, but his shoulders are ginormous. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he actually uh, got drafted, if I remember right, by the Cleveland Browns wow. uh, in the, in the NFL. And uh, decided to play basketball instead. Interesting. So it's kind of like the Russell Wilson, Danny Ainge type, where uh, Deion Sanders, those multi-sport athletes. Yeah. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, baby. Yeah. Um, but obviously, this is. I think that's what's really unfortunate about this era, too, is how few teams there were. Because, so you have... Um, Bob Cousy, not you, but like you have Bob Cousy, Sam Jones, Bill Russell, and then Havlicek, all four Celtics. And yeah. It's just, it's just very hard for me to, I know that he is the, the greatest champion of all time because he has those 11, like numbers do kind of matter, but right. I really don't think like Bill Russell, you're not winning 11 championships in today's NBA. Maybe you're going to be a Hall of Famer still, and you're oh, going to play really, really no. well. You're going to heck no, maybe would not two or three at, at, at best. Well, I think he'd be lucky to win one uh, in today's league, honestly, <laughs> um, because like his thing back in the day was defense, and they were allowed to be a lot more physical back then, you know. He was so, so good at blocking the like the one thing I, I think we've talked about this before, but Bill Russell, he he does the the block assists, where as yeah. opposed to just b- blocking it out of bounds, a la Dwight Howard, he, he would, would keep hit it in bounds and block it to people. Yeah. So I think that's a like if we're talking about things that transcend generations, that skill set transcends generations. Like if you can do that, get it to your your team members. And he never oh my, he never once scored over twenty points a game for his uh, nope. for a season. Nope. Um, he has he has I think a couple games where he grabbed fifty rebounds, but if I remember right. Man, looking at his stats, these are so... I mean, granted, yes, 23 rebounds a game. His stats are so mediocre. His field goal percentage is very low for a big man. And is obviously, for a big man, his free throw percentage is about right. But his free throws are terrible. His field goal percentage is like Steph, Steph Curry's field goal percentage. But remember, Steph Curry shoots threes. And his assists yeah. aren't that great. 
Yeah, but he was a great passer, though. Um, uh, everything I've heard about him is that he was a great passer. And uh, uh, he was he was like the ultimate team player, you know. Yeah. Um, didn't care about his numbers. He was about W's. Yeah, and that's why. I mean, if you look at him and and Wilt's stats side by side, and in a vacuum, you'd probably be like, Wilt Chamberlain definitely had the better career. Uh, but that's not how Wilt Chamberlain's remembered. Bill Russell is remembered with such a greater affection than Wilt Chamberlain will ever be remembered. And it's all because of the winning. It's because of Bill Russell won so much. And it's because Wilt didn't win nearly as much. Nearly as much. And like, that's, I think this, if any, if any of you kids are out there listening to this, like you need to be a little bit selfish. Like you need to, and when I say selfish, like you need to go in, put in the work to better yourself, but you gotta be, part of the team too you the 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 sum of the whole is only as good as its parts so right bill and russell really, really understood that essence, man that's really the essence of how basketball should be played is like it's a team sport you know so he'd just have you know sam jones would score some points havlicek and koozie would score some points and he would just Everyone needs to know their role. I think that's that's a really great lesson that I don't know why everyone knows that everyone needs to know what their role is within a certain organization, within your family, within your friends group. Mm-hmm. But it's very important that you're not always wanting to be the one because yeah, your stats will look nice, but your winning percentage is going to be very low. And that's not just in right. sports. That's like in all things life related. Yeah, like. Yeah, that that's great. That's great. I like that. Life is a team game. Oh my goodness. And I don't know, like I think ending on Bill Russell's like the perfect the perfect thing to end on, but I want to make sure Stephen that you have some time if you want to talk about any other any other players that you want to give an honorable mention to or or if you just want to keep talking about Bill. You know, um I'm trying to think of other players that I, I would go, that guy was a great player too, but um, uh, I just, just, we already talked about Havlicek a little bit, but uh, what I've read about Havlicek is that uh, just that um, how great of an athlete he was, you know, and and I think uh, uh, him being drafted by the Cleveland Browns in the NFL is like shows you that like the guy was a great athlete, you know. So um, that that's all. Yeah. Well, thanks a ton, Stephen, for for joining as always. And the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope that you give it a listen. Chance to change your mind